Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Because uh, when someone passes away in your family, you really have to depend on Jesus to get you through something like that. Now, really, you got to depend on Jesus every day, every minute. You don't wait till something happens and say, I'm going to depend on Jesus. Because then you don't know he's dependable. Then you got to find it out. But when you know he's dependable, when you know you can lean on him, amen, he, he is a fixer. Amen, praise God. And when, you, when someone passes and goes to heaven, and thank God their name is on the road. The angels of God come immediately and escort them into heaven. And praise God, they don't want to come back. <laughs> Very seldom does anybody come back because Paul said it's far better. The apostle Paul said it's far better to be there and to be present with the Lord. But while we're still here, amen, we don't want to need the word. They figured it out once they crossed it. When they crossed over, the Bible said they passed death. The experience of death means to be eternally separated from God. Don't, don't worry about the first death. It's the second one that you don't want to deal with. Everybody's going to get this one. Amen. Praise God. Your spirit just leaves this body and it goes into the presence of God. Amen. Your body stays here. You'll find out real then that wasn't the real you. You realize, why did I have hangups about my body? I was jazzercising it and all kinds of things like that and, and eating it and all kinds of right-sizing it and everything. But when you get to heaven, you're going to find out that was just your coat. Yeah. Amen. You'll find out that you are a spiritual being, a supernatural being made in the image and likeness of God because you made Jesus the Lord of your life. And immediately you go into his presence. Again, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, amen, and to forever be with him. No more, no more sickness, no more disease, no more trials, no more troubles is over. You got the victory because the enemy didn't want you to have that experience in showing up with God. He wants you to be like him, cast into the lake of fire, experiencing the second death, eternally separated from God. But you made the right decision when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says that we are not to sorrow like them that have no hope. So, so there, is some, there is some sorrow that comes, but not like the world. I miss their presence. I miss their fellowship. I miss my conversations with them. Amen. But you have to take the word of God and realize they just got a reward. They just got a promotion. They just got an increase, and yours is coming. Amen, praise God. And you are left here to do your job and to finish out your assignment. And you let the word of God and the presence of the Spirit comfort you. There's a supernatural comfort that comes. The Bible said God is a God of all comfort that comforts us in every situation. The New Testament believes it ought to be with comfort, that they are with Jesus kicking it. Amen. Just imagine they went on a great vacation without you. <laughs> you got some sorrow about that because they didn't take you with them. But praise God, you know, you're going to get to go to this one. Amen. This is a party you're not going to miss if you know Jesus. Yeah, 
Amen. So you have to learn to rejoice with them and, and let, the, let the Spirit of God comfort your heart. Amen. And one of the comforts they get is when the body of Christ encourages them. And so I want you to get her card and let her know. So Latanya Alexander, amen. You can come see Agnes or you can come see uh, Sister Carlita. I'll give you two points of contact. Carl, Miss Carlita, stand up. Miss Agnes, stand up. So y'all go see her, them for the information to get them uh, to get a, a card to Miss Latanya. Amen. amen. And we just want to encourage her. We want to know we, her to know we love her. Amen. And that she has family in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we want to do that. So while I was visiting with Miss Latanya and her mother, because that's a daughter that's passed away, then I get a text from somebody that's having a tough time physically in their body, and they got a bad doctor's report. My, my passing is, preaching is the easiest thing I do. It's everything else that you don't see. Amen. Praise God. You don't see it until you need me. Praise God. I, I feel like Jesus. I, he, was, he, was, he was going to help Jairus, and then the woman with the issue of blood came. And he had stopped and ministered to both of them at the same time. And I got this text while I'm sitting there visiting with them that we just got a doctor's report and things went south. So I, they text Pastor Cynthia, and I text on the phone back to them. The first thing you do is don't be afraid. Amen. I can't tell you how many times Jesus said, fear not. Amen. The church is going to have to stop being scared. Amen. Praise God. You have to fear not. Amen. The Bible tells us not to fear. Amen. Turn over here to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. That would be a good place to go. Amen. I'm going to talk about your authority this morning in the name of Jesus because I realize the church needs no more believers functioning in their authority. Amen. And the first message I heard in the full gospel of the Word and Spirit Church is that we had been given the name of Jesus and whatever we ask in the name of Jesus would be done. Whatever we spoke to in the name of Jesus would obey. And then I realized this is my first day at church. And I was 25 years old with a mechanical engineering degree. And I realized that day was my first day, really, at a real church. Everything else has been satanically orchestrated to keep power out of the life of the church that believers would live as victims. You get to go to heaven because you believed in Jesus. But it was while you was here, you was catching it. Losing your health, losing your mind, losing your family, losing your children, just losing, but going to heaven. And it seemed like the goal growing up was going to heaven, talking about going to the other side. But a lot of people didn't want to go to the other side. They cried about going to the other side. When somebody went, when somebody went to the other side, they cried about it. So it was, it was a lot of confusion when you really think about it. But when you finally hear the truth, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. 
Amen. If you, if you let him lead you, you'll know, and the truth shall set you free. And freedom don't put you in fear. Amen. Let me help you with that. Freedom and fear don't occupy the same space. Fear and faith do not occupy the same faith, either, same space. Either you got to have one or the other. Because both of them come with a prevailing thought. Fear comes with a thought you're going to lose. Faith comes with a thought you're going to win. So you can't have them both at the same time. You got to figure out if you're going to win or you're going to lose. So when they send me this text, I know the first thing to do. And good thing you said it. That's why you have a pastor. You have somebody. You got a faith coach. Because faith is the victory. Amen. I am your faith coach. <laughs> and I enjoy coaching and winning. I enjoy it. Amen. Praise God. But look what it says right here. And, um, and 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God have not given us the spirit of fear. Now, when you're experiencing an emotion of fear, it is letting you know that it's not just permeated your mind. Now it's affecting your physical body. It's not just messing with your emotions now. It's affecting your physical body. Therefore, it is affecting your health. When worry and fear come, now you got two things affecting your body. You got anxiety and stress all hitting your body. Your body was designed to listen to how you think. That's why stress will kill you. The Bible said, as a man thinketh, so is he. Amen. So that's why the Bible said, think on these things. Amen. Praise God. Because thinking is important. You're not, you're supposed to be thinking on things that are righteous, things that are pure, things that are virtue. Amen. Things that are praise. Amen. You're not supposed to be thinking on drama. You're not supposed to be thinking a tornado and take us out. I'm going to help you with that today. I'm going to help you. Somebody said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to get some help today. He said, God is not given this. Amen. This, that means the spirit of fear has to be given. That it's an intentional effort on somebody's part to send it your way. <laughs> it's an intentional part on somebody's, on somebody's effort. It has to be given. You just don't show up in fear. Something has to be given you in order for the spirit of fear to have a red carpet into your heart. You got to get a report, amen, of some kind that says you're going to lose doom and gloom. is coming your way and you have to accept the report. And if you accept the report, you just let fear in. He didn't say he gave it to you. He said it has to come from somewhere else. Amen. But because it's given don't mean I have to receive it. So I told him the first thing you got to do is rebuke the spirit of fear. You got to tell it to go. I'm not accepting your presence and I'm not accepting your life. That is not my outcome. 
My outcome is written in the word of God. That's why the Bible said Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's already prescribed your victory. He's already prescribed your rest. And I have to believe his report. Your report is not what they just gave you. It may be going on, but it's not yours. Amen. I don't have to receive the report I just got. Just because it came to me don't mean I got on it. Doesn't mean I have to own that. No, God said he had a good plan, a plan of good and not of evil. Amen. To give me an expected end. This is not good. And if it's not good, it's not God. Amen. Praise God. You need to believe that. Hallelujah. God is good. He said, David, David got to a revelation of the goodness of God. He said, your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And that is not my report. I'm not denying that it's happening. I'm just denying I'm receiving it. I'm just not going to receive it. Because if I take it, then I got to take the spirit of fear. If I own the report, I got to own the spirit. You got to own the report and the spirit that bags it. The Bible says, who shall believe the report of the Lord? His report says, I am healed. They went on and saying, his report says, I am filled. His report says victory. His report says I am free. So I'm not receiving that. I said, you're going to have to rebuke the spirit of fear. I just typed it right in the text right back to him. And you're going to have to take authority in the name of Jesus. And you have to speak to the situation, speak to their body, and it'll turn in the name of Jesus. Then hit send and kept visiting with the other family. Then I get a text back like last night. Pastor, it turned. No, it's supposed to turn. It's supposed to turn. Everything else turned when you said it. Whether it was good or bad. So you're going to have to understand that you are the prophet of your own life and you can't turn your tongue anywhere you want it to turn. The book of James said your life is going in the direction you talking. And the devil causes frustration and situations to occur around us to get words out of us. So we question our future in Christ, we question our destiny, we question our safety, we question our health, we question our prosperity, and those things do not produce faith. And God has to have faith to turn something. And he put faith turning in your hands. Amen. When somebody said, I'm giving you keys, I'm going to go there today, to the key, whatever you say, you need to take an inventory of how you talk. Don't take an inventory of how much money you got because how much money you got is how you talk. 
Don't take an inventory of things. Take an inventory of your words. And examine yourself and see how you talk. And if you don't talk like God, then you are in need of repentance and change. He gave us his word to talk like him. And whoever else gave you words, they gave you words to talk like them. So whatever words you use, show us the choices you made. However you talk is a revelation of your choices. Not when you hear. Everywhere you go. People can find out who you are by how you talk. It's supposed to turn every time. God guarantees it'll turn if you do what he said. Look what he says. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. And if I look this word power up, he's probably talking about dunamis. Amen. It's probably talking about miraculous power, dunamis power, changing things power. Amen. Fixing it power, prospering power. Amen. Yeah, that's what it is. Just looked it up. <laughs> Prosperity power. He said, I'm giving you all the power you need so you don't have to be scared. Amen. I'm giving you all the advantage you need so you don't have to be afraid. I am giving you the spirit of power. I'm giving you the power for your answer. I'm giving you the power to turn your situation. I'm not just leaving you like orphans. I'm not leaving you helpless. I'm giving you ability to turn the report you just heard. Amen. So I'm giving you the spirit of power. Then he says, I'm giving you the spirit of love. Amen. You don't need to hate anybody. You don't need to be mad at anybody because you got power. Amen. You in authority. You don't need to be vengeful toward anybody. You don't need to be resentful toward anybody. You have been given power. And matter of fact, your power won't work unless you gotta, unless you use the spirit of love and power. They have to work at the same time. You can't talk about you got power and you don't like nobody. You holding grudges against everybody. This is the power to prosper. This is the power for supernatural miracles. This is the power for the gifts of the spirit. This is the power to speak the things. This is the power to have joy. This is the power to have peace. This is the power that nothing can change your course and your destiny that God has given you. Therefore, I don't need to be resentful toward anybody. One of the reasons why God promoted Joseph, because his brothers did him so wickedly. In this life, you've got to learn how to forgive family, and everybody else because you've been given the spirit of power and the spirit of love. You cannot hold grudges and walk in love. Jesus would have not got up from the grave if he held, if he'd have held vengeance against the people that plucked out his beard and spit in his face and beat on him and whipped him and hung him on a cross and speared him in his side and slandered his name. He did not hold grudge against them. He said, Father, forgive them. 
And if you're holding something this morning, you need to say, Father, forgive them. And then the same power that got him up. Come on now. The same power that got him up, amen, will get you up in any situation that you in. I'm giving you a spirit of fear. I gave you the spirit of power. Amen. When everybody else is feeling fearful, you ought to be feeling power. If you're receiving what God gave you. When everybody else is receiving, is feeling vulnerable, and then everybody else is intimidated, when everybody else is choked and challenged, you shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling. I didn't come into Jesus to feel everything the world is feeling. I didn't get into him to live the way they're living and do the things they're doing. I wanted a different way of living. Amen. I want, I want it. He said he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness. Come on now. And put us in the kingdom of his dear son. And it's delivered us from every evil work. Amen. Praise God. I shouldn't be feeling what they are feeling. I should be receiving. The Bible said we have not received the spirit that's in this world. Listen, when fear tries to come on, you say, oh no. It's not an emotion. You're supposed to say, oh, you're supposed to holler. Somebody came in your house without knocking. Your car is going up the street without your permission. You should get alarmed when that emotion comes. You need to practice what spirits you allow in your life. That's why he gave you the, the spirit of discernment. So to discern what kind of spiritual abilities are trying to get involved in your life. You got to cast out devils. You ain't never cast the devil out, but they all running around your house. You ain't never cast the devil. You ain't never said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here over nothing. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, you need to leave right now. I'll wait for you to get back. You need to leave right now. You need to go home. Culture. <laughs> Stuff been happening around your house. People acting crazy. I examine everybody when they get up in the morning. <laughs> Look at everybody. I want to know if something's on you. Because <laughs> it's going to be hard getting along with people with something on them. Pastor Cindy, get up and look at him. <laughs> Come out of her! <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Don't do that out loud. <laughs> but some of y'all really need to do that. Because when you cast the devil out, you get mad. Who you think you are? Jesus. Just, just watch and say, oh, no, 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 in the name of Jesus, get out. They heard what you said. He says here, but of power and of love and of a sound, well-balanced mind. Amen, praise God. A sound mind goes to the word for every situation. A sound mind is a mind with structural integrity that it can hold up under pressure. I can look at the pressure 
and still stay sound. Amen. Sound mind thinks the way God would think about a situation. A sound mind leaves, leaves no place for the enemy to infiltrate your thinking and produce a behavior that's more like the spirit of the world than it's like God. Sound mind casts down every imagination and every thought that opposes the word of God. So the spirit of fear has to be dealt with. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says around verse 9, you go home and read it. I'm just not going there. We have not received the spirit that is of this world. When spirits come that are not of God, they're coming to keep you from your inheritance of power, of love, and a sound mind. They're trying to crowd your thinking because you can't perform the image of God without having a sound mind. You cannot perform the image of God. So when pressure comes and when trials and pressures come, to, and they come to everybody, then people begin to behave Pressure reveals what you really believe. Pressure will make you do what you believe. So when the storm come the other night, I knew that a bathtub wasn't going to save me. I knew a bathtub wasn't going to save me. I knew getting up the way the wind was blowing. Amen. Amen. Turn over here to um, Matthew chapter 7. And I realized this morning, I see the key to, the key to pastoring is really to teach everybody what you know and to get them to do what you know. And what you should know should be what Jesus knows. Amen. So that the city has just got Jesus running all through it. Amen. But we're going to have to catch up. We've got to catch up. And this is going to take every day. If you're just doing Sunday morning, you're in trouble. If you're just doing Sunday morning and Wednesday night, you're still in trouble. This takes every day. Amen. I'm not going home with you, but you can take your Bible with you and go over everything we teach until you get it. And the Bible says like the day star rises in your heart and you really realize I'm in authority here. When he made me a king, he wasn't playing. When he made me a priest, he wasn't playing. Amen. He gave me these things. And I'm in a partnership with him to take the blessing all over this planet. 
you are the most powerful thing walking around on this planet. And the devil hopes you don't figure this out, that you the boss under that big boss. And you do things exactly like he does them. And he's in trouble then. You do it like he would do it in his house, on the job, everywhere you go. The spirit of love goes. The spirit of power goes. The spirit of a sound mind goes. So that when people see you, they get help from your life. You become a help to everything around you. Now look what it says over in Matthew chapter 7. And uh, that's interesting. Verse 24, therefore, whosoever hear the sayings, these sayings of mine. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hear the sayings of mine and doeth them. You can't just be a hearer, but you got to be a doer. I would liken him to a wise man. Now you know what a smart, a wise man or an intelligent man is. It's not somebody who went to school. It's a person that hears what Jesus said, and it becomes their lifestyle. Amen. The lifestyle of Jesus is a lifestyle of power, honor, wealth, riches, glory, majesty, dominion, and power. He's the most powerful and the most wealthiest man in all of existence. You happen to be his joint heir. You are loaded. Amen. Yes, you are. You are loaded. Now, why didn't you get up and say, I'm loaded this morning? Because let me read to you what you got to do then to be able to say that. Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. The Bible says a hearer of the word is not blessed. A hearer and doer of the word is blessed. I, mean, I was 24 years old sitting in Dr. Jacob's church. No, I forgot his name, Kaufman. I think it was Steve Kaufman, I don't know. Steve Hoffman got up and teached. He got up and taught. Whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, not just being a hearer, but a doer of this word. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Failure is completely eliminated from his life or her life. I got out of that men's meeting that day. I started riding home and I couldn't feel the wheels on the highway, literally. Because I knew from that point on, nothing externally controlled my destiny. Not my supervisor, not my job, not the economy, not COVID, not any sickness and disease, not people that didn't like me. Nothing controlled the outcome of my life except for how I received God's word. So that day, 
I didn't feel like a victim anymore. And people that are believers are going to have to understand your success in this life determines how you receive and do the word of God. Joshua's got to take over all Canaan land. He's got to defeat 31 kings. With a bunch of people that just got out of slavery. He said, Joshua, let me tell you what you're going to have to do. This book of the law cannot leave out of your mouth. You are not allowed to talk crazy for any length of time, no matter what you're feeling or what you're going through. No matter how great the odds are against you, it doesn't matter how many they got on the battlefield. Amen. Amen. Because victories don't come from numbers. They come from is the Lord on your side or not. And I'm with you and I'm for you and nothing can prevail against you. You are to meditate in this word day and night. You can't miss night and just do day. Then y'all, you will find your way prosperous. And you will have good success. You want to be successful? Grab a good Bible. And don't just read it, do it. Trying to help you right now. Oh, when the storm came the other night, I just laid in bed. I didn't grab no. I knew the, I knew, I knew the bathtub wasn't going to work. <laughs> Not the way that wind was blowing. <laughs> wind can make you feel like you're going to die. Yes, it does. I got the scripture right here. Lord, we are getting ready to perish. I got it right here. You can hear that wind outside your house and trees rubbing up against your house. And you grabbed a blanket. I'm preaching real good right now. And I, you wouldn't even know to grab a blanket if you weren't watching the news at 6 and 10. They told you to do that. You heard they word and you did it. Now this is the Bible, the word of the living God. If you will hear this and do this, It'll be better results. My thoughts are not your thoughts. We ain't thinking about blankets and tubs up here. Trust me, we're not. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your. As high as the heavens above the earth. If your life is filled, filled with him, earthly things... And doing earthly things, you're going to miss your inheritance. You're going to miss God. You're going to live your whole life. You're going to miss God. Jesus came. <laughs> we just sang it this morning. You brought heaven down here. Yes, you did. You brought it, you brought it to us so that we can learn how to live. The first man didn't think about this like this. Adam didn't think like this. This, this kind of thinking is, is come from a degenerated a mentality that has avoided God for decades and for ages and, and for millenniums and thousands of years have been turning against God. For years. It's a satanic mentality that has turned for him. That's turned man against God. Makes him think weird things. And then if you start preaching to them the truth, if they're too demonically 
entangled. They get mad at you. Because I'm going to tell you to speak to the wind up in here. That's where I'm going. I'm trying to go there slow because if I get there too quick. It's like hitting a first grader with calculus. I just did what Jesus did. I said, peace be still in the name of Jesus. And I laid in my bed. I don't want another way. I don't want another solution. I looked at that devastation. I said, ain't no tub going to help you out of that. Ain't no tub going to help you like that. And Jesus didn't create wind to blow down people's houses. It's supposed to keep you cool during July and August. You're supposed to be able to get under the shade tree and say, ain't he all right? It's really hot out there. But this breeze has really helped me. The Bible said Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Amen. That's what wind is for. I ain't got time to go to Job. The Bible said that, that tornadoes came and hit the four corners of Job's house. I'm going to say that again. The Bible says that the, four, the tornadoes came and the strong winds came and hit the four corners of Job's house. That's strategic. That's strategic. A tornado on that corner, that one and that one. That's playing, man. That's somebody playing that. You got to understand that's strategic and it's planned. Hit the four corner and the whole house collapsed. And the devil was behind it. And then people want to get so, so scattered in their mind, they want to call this an act of God. The human race is almost gone. Praise God. I know a lot of people could pray, Jesus, come back quickly. Because my neighbors are crazy now. I'm looking down the street down there. They crazy. <laughs> they crazy on that end of the street. They crazy on the news at 6 and 10. Yeah. We never lived in times like this before. But y'all gone through it in the last two years. Ain't nobody been living like that. No. It's because a demonic ability has been released in the earth and it's affecting people like it's never affected them before. And the church is going to have to rise up and do its job. Some of y'all going to have to cast out some devils before this is all over with. And I came this morning to tell you you got some authority to do it. But you're going to have to do the word and listen to God and obey him first. Amen. Listen to what he said right here. All right. He said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I would liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You are building a life right now. Trust me. You are, and I are in the process of building a life or building a house. You're building something. 
Amen. 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 And this is how this is this is what's going into your house. What you hear and what you do. Amen. That's what your house consists of. Or that's what your life consists of. Amen. Would you stay with me this morning? Praise God. Don't drift off on the Titans game yet. Amen. I'm going to let you go. Praise God. I'm trying to tell you your life is a, is, 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 a, is a substance of what you've heard and what you do. Have you ever heard somebody tell you to do something? You said, no, I ain't doing that. I said, that's crazy. I'm not going down there. There's a lot of places I say that. Oh, no. <laughs> It's places I won't even take my family. Oh, no. I don't even care if it's family to family. Oh, no. Because the prevailing spirits over there, yeah, unless, I'm, unless I'm going there and casting them out, uh-uh. No. I know they don't want me in there casting out devils over the potato salad. So you know what? I'm just, I'm going to let this one go, Okay. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's not so much about family to me, it's about spirits to me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Evil communications corrupt good manners. 1 Corinthians 15 33. He says this right here. He built his house upon a rock. And when the rains descended to test his house and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. What happened? It fell not. The purpose of the winds and the rains of life that come. Not just to distract you, to destroy you. I'm gonna get you to set, I'm gonna get you to accept a certain lifestyle through hearing and doing, and then I'm gonna send the pressure. I'm gonna get you caught in a certain way of living. And then I'm going to send it. Pressure comes to every house. Pressure will come to your marriage. God says, you're going to get married, you better do what I say. If you're going to get married, God said, you better do what I say. Not what your cousin them doing. You don't be building your house like they do. You better get into this word and find out how to receive a marriage. You better hear the words and then you better do it. If you do something else, you're going to get something else. This Bible said, except the Lord build your house. Amen. The Bible said this house didn't fall. Why? Because it was built. It was built on a rock. Found it on a rock. It was built on a rock. Rocks don't move in storms. Roofing material does. Siding does. Carpet does. And tubs. 
and blankets, they move. They move. Words determine the integrity and structure of your life. You just listen to how people talk to each other, and that will tell you if they're using the word of God or just using words. They learn over a period of life, putting together complete sentences, but talking crazy. Grammatically correct crazy. Punctuated crazy. It has to be the word of God. The Bible says when you talk to each other, let it be words of grace. What do they do? They build people up and cause them to move to the plan of God for their life. Who is speaking into your life that you put in your life that's causing you to fulfill the plan of God for your life? Because you got to have somebody to finish. You can't finish by yourself. Normally, that's a special anointing. God's raising somebody else up because the body got to have it. He's telling you, Mr. Gene, the Bible said, encourage one another daily. Every day you need to hear something that comes from the word of God about the stage of life you involved in. If you in a marriage, you're going to have to hear good words about marriage. You're not going to have to hear what your mate got to do. You got to hear what you got to do. Everybody want to fix the mate. I'm calling the pastor on you. That's what I'm going to do. It's always two sides. It's each one of their side and then what God saw. You don't want either one of y'all sides. Because you, you're, you're not going to condemn yourself. You're going to take the jury stand. You're going to take the, you're going to take the witness stand and you're going to tell on everybody else. Yes, I swear to tell the whole truth about what they did. You want, to, you want God's side to this. It's always they side, her side, his side. It's never his side and his side. Everybody understand that, don't you? You got it. It's never her side and her side. That should have never happened in the first place. It's his side and it's her side and then it's God's side. And what you want is God's side. And you're going to have to be open to the spirit of God to get that side. You're going to have to have a, you're going to have to have a heart of flesh. God said, I'll give you one if you want it. But don't think it's just one person got to do all the changing. That doesn't exist. One may have a little more than the other one to change. I don't know why I'm preaching like this. You don't know why I'm looking at you. you know, this, I'm just, this, ain't, this, is, this is really not like strategic. It's just a, just a glance. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure. Praise God. He just said it wasn't strategic look. Some looks are strategic and some are not. You got to be the judge of that. Okay. Okay. I just I praise God. You don't want your side or his side. Both of you have to go and get God's side. 
And God says, I will give you the side if you're willing to take it. I will give it to you. In all your ways, acknowledge me. I promise you, you may not like the report. You get about you. But I guarantee you, you're going to have to change something. I ain't got them but three amens. And my mom ain't married no more. She 91. Somebody didn't hear this marriage should have said amen. Hallelujah. He said, he said, he said, he said, the house, the house, and it fell not because it was founded on a rock. I don't want my stuff falling. Amen. I don't want stuff coming down. I don't want nothing coming down. So whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do. It don't matter how it feels. It don't matter what I got to change. It don't matter what I have to cut out. I'm going to do exactly what he said to do because I don't want stuff falling that I'm intricately involved with. But then there's another house. Let's read about that one. One is a wise house, and everyone, no exceptions, ain't nobody getting out of this. Amen. The first Verse 24 says, whosoever. Verse 26 said, everyone. Or we can say everybody else. <laughs> everybody else that's tripping that ain't listening. Listening to everybody else tell you what to do with your life. Instead of God. And he created it. He said, this is what's going to happen to everybody else. Ever last one of them. I don't care who they are. I don't care how wealthy they are. I don't care how much money they got. I don't care what side of the track they live on. I don't care what neighborhood they live on. I could care less. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. That is how man is supposed to live if he wants life and he wants it more abundantly. That's why he had to tell the children, y'all pick what y'all want to do today. Y'all choose. I said before you blessing and life or death and cursing. You choose, but let me help you with the test. Choose life so you and your children may live. Choices affect generations to come. Say amen to that. You ain't just living for you. You living for your seed and the seed after you. Your choices affecting if the generations coming after you are going to know God. Yeah. Solomon said, I could build all this. The greatest king Israel ever had. They in, there, they in there putting gold in the holies of holies. In honor of God. He said, I built all this, but if I have, there's got to be an heir somewhere. He figured it out. Nobody gets to stay here. The book of Hebrews said, it's appointed unto men once to die. If Jesus don't come back, tell your neighbor you died. I know you don't want to tell them that, but it's the truth. Amen. It's either going to be a box or burning, cremated or a box. You out of here. 
So you got to determine how you living now. Now, you can stay to 120 if you want to, but you want to really listen to the word to get 120. Everybody ain't doing 120. Moving right along. Everyone that heareth my, these sayings of mine and doeth them not. I ain't going to do that. That's just, that's just pastor talking. He always run his mouth. Now he is back up in my house again. The word is supposed to affect your house. That's where you're going when you leave here. That's where you spend most of the time. The word is for your house. Because y'all ain't getting along up in there. That's drama. Y'all already having trouble with people on the job. Then you got to come home too. Come on now. Praise God. Everyone that hears these sins of mine and doeth them not should be likened to a foolish man. It's foolish not to do what God said. Why? Because God is smarter than us. All rolled together. Do you know how to hang a heaven? Do you know how to speak an earth into existence? Do you know how to make a dandelion from nothing? Really, what nothing? It was his words. Words make things. You know how to do that? You know how to make a human body from the dust of the ground? God, this is going to be a newsflash, is smarter than you and me about our lives. He's smarter. And the Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. When have you asked time you ask God, God, give me wisdom about my business. God, give me wisdom about my family. Give me wisdom about how to live in this body and how to take care of it. God loved Solomon because Solomon didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for the lies to take out my enemies, kill them all, kill them all. He asked for wisdom. God fell in love. The Bible said God fell in love with him. God fell in love with him. And gave him wisdom that surpassed anybody. There'll be none greater. Nobody will have wisdom like you. It's going to cause you to expand and to excel. And there was nobody like him. The Bible tells us to pray, God, give us the spirit of wisdom. Give me the spirit of wisdom, revelation, so that I can know you. And the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And the riches of the glory. So I can finish my assignment on this planet. God wants you to have wisdom. And wisdom comes. He said out of my mouth comes wisdom. When you're reading the word of God. You're growing in wisdom. That's why the devil wants to keep people away from their Bible. Keep you away from being pastored. 
put you out there on your own. And the trail will seem fine for a season. But then he'll finally get you, the enemy will, to make some bad choices. And here comes trouble when everything looked like it was going good. He's talking about two houses. When the sun was shining, it looked like both of them were going to stand. It's when trouble came. It says right here, everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not is like a, a foolish man. Anytime somebody talks against the word of God. It says anything against the local church that Jesus is building. You're listening to a plum fool. That's what you're listening to. Talk about the word. Talk about the local church. Because when, the, when that house starts falling, guess who they're going to need to get it up? It don't come back up on its own. Jesus is what you're going to need then. And he'll fix it. He's so loving. He said, which built his house upon the sands of the sands of men. I'm adding that in. Notice both houses were built. When he's talking about house, he's talking about lives. Pastor Diana gave me the greatest compliment. She said, Keith, when he thinks, anything comes up, he starts thinking, okay, now what does the word say about this? I was telling Miss Gina this morning, I said, see, the Bible covers your whole entire life and every intricate details of your life. God says, I even know how many hairs on your head are the ones you don't have no more. I know about all of them. I have authored your whole life. I have a plan for you. Every healing you're going to need is already finished. Every house you're going to need, every car you're going to need is already finished. You don't need to ride up and down the street in raggedy cars. You ought to tell your raggedy car, bless God forever. I'm going to start listening to God, and you're not going to be around me long. Amen. Amen. I know, because I used to drive raggedy cars. And I started doing what God said to do, and it changed my life. God, Jesus don't want to see his brother or sister riding around in raggedy cars and towed out stuff. That's where you're living today is the best day of your life. Because you're going to start living by the words that come out of God's mouth. And you're going to start building a life that the storms and winds can't tear down. And you're going to start living in the best of God. Say amen to that. All right, look at this right here. And he says, and the rains and floods came and descended on that house. And the floods came and blew and beat upon that house and it failed. And great was the destruction of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority, not as scribes. When Jesus was talking, he was talking. He said, I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it. So he was speaking and teaching us the authority of heaven. He was teaching us words that we could count on under pressure. He was teaching us what we can do under pressure. He was teaching us how to survive in hard times. Not just survive, thrive in hard times when it was hard for everybody else that we would thrive. Amen. 
Psalms 91 said it like it's a thousand could go fall over here and 10,000 over here because I'm not living like them. It will not come nigh me, which means it can affect 11,000 people, but it ain't touching me because I ain't living like them. That's what he said. Now look over here and, and um, um, let me go to another verse of scripture. I want to show you something here. Over here in Matthew chapter 8 is where I want to go. We already are there almost, Matthew chapter 8. And uh, and let's, let's pick up here in verse 23. All of it's good. And it said, when he was entered into this ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there rose a great tempest. In the sea. That means a great storm came out of nowhere. Insomuch that the ship was covered with waves and he was asleep. Now, what did Jesus do in the storm? See, that's why he said, he'll be playing with the Bible. I ain't gonna be sleeping in no storm. I'm gonna stay up and be terrified. Sleeping and terrified means I'm believing. That's two different mindsets. Because it's two different outcomes. <laughs> you got to get confident in your outcome. You got to be confident in your outcome. What is your outcome? You need to know what it is. Because that's what's coming. You need to be confident in your outcome because that's what's coming. You're going to have what you say because Jesus said you're going to have what you say. I don't talk about my body wearing out. I speak to it. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Because you're going to do that anyway. I forgot to, Dr. Jacob said it. Jordan found the book. Scientists know this. What's the lady that comes on Kenneth Copeland's show today? Carolyn Leaf. She said, every cell in your body is listening to how you talk. So when you say something is wearing out, or this is the first to go, it starts going because you said it. And thinking counts too. Thinking counts. It counts. People can mess up your thinking. I've seen that happen too. They come to the church, they're doing really well, and they listen to a buzzed head that's frustrated with me. And I can see the spirit ain't the same on you. You just messed up. That's what you did. Because when you can find a good pastor going to teach you right, that's rare, buddy. That's a rare flower. I know, because I got a great pastor. That's why I went to sleep the other night. 
That's why I went to sleep the other night, because I have a great pastor. Let me help you with this. Might as well put it out there. If anybody speaks derogatory, I tried to say it once, don't let a disgruntled knucklehead take you away from a pastor God gave you. I don't care if it's your first cousin, your brother, your sister, because you can replace them with better friends. But you can't replace a man or woman in God that he sent you. The woman that was going to die with the cruise of oil in the barrel of meal, if Elijah does not come to the... There ain't another man of God to replace him. He's irreplaceable. See, I figured it out. Dr. Jacobs is irreplaceable. There's no man on this planet can train me the way he did. When Jesus, he's the author, when he writes out your life, he's going to write out the people that are supposed to impart to you. At least know your own story. At least know your own story. Line out the knucklehead and keep your pastor. And if somebody ever makes you choose, don't put me in that position, okay. You're going to go there. You're going to make me choose. Then you lose. I guarantee you, you lose. Because nobody, no mama, no daddy, no brother, no sister, no uncle can replace a gift heaven gave you. I'm giving you these men. For your perfection. And if where you lived that was so great, then you ought to be already perfected. But he said, I saw them scattered. They were families without a shepherd. They were fainting and falling apart. You never let a word, a person stand in your presence and talk derogatory about the house God planted you in or the man or the woman God sent you. You tell them, shut up. Shut up. I'm being nice, nice right now. I saw a man do that. We were sitting at the table. We was in Mexico with a bunch of pastors with Dr. Jacobs. This guy, he wants to talk about Kenneth Copeland. He said, you are not going to talk about Kenneth Copeland at the table I'm sitting at. You are not going to do that. He said, excuse me, push this table in. Standing up. Yes, excuse you. That man has more revelation on the blood covenant than anybody I know. This church wouldn't even exist without that revelation. And what I gave that family yesterday on the phone, they wouldn't have had it without it. Some people you will not talk about in my presence. You don't carry their mantle. You can't build what they're building. You can't do what they're doing. 
You can't walk in their shoes. Either you shut up or you leave. You shut up or you get out of here. And if they ever talk about me, ask you what I've done for them that you didn't see. Get me up in the middle of the night because you locked up in jail. Can't keep your hands off your mate. When your life was falling apart, held you in my arms while you screamed and cried. Because you were mentally falling apart because of what somebody did to you. You didn't tell them that. You didn't tell them how I came to the hospital with you. And prayed with you and stood with your family and the things I gave you and took care of you. Why didn't you tell them that? And I demoted you because of your dishonor. I'm not going to promote dishonor here. I'm building a house. I'm not promoting dishonor here. I'm building a house. And if you don't put your best to what I got, take your hands off of it. Because I'm doing it for Jesus. And don't you devalue what I'm doing. My life is in this. And some people cross the line. I will tell you, I forgive you but I will not pass to you in this lifetime because you haven't changed and I will not let a little leaven leaven the whole lump. People in the local church ought to be in love with one another and promoting each other, loving their pastor that laid down his life. I don't know where that came from, but it was good. Yeah, it was. And when the disciples entered the ship, and behold, there rose a tempest, and he, Jesus, was asleep. And his disciples came and woke him and said, Lord, save us. We're done. Based on the storm, based on the beating of the winds and the pressures of life, they said, we ain't going to make it. So I'm sitting in the house and I get that text. It says it's worth everything. I'm going to let them get a testimony. And I text them back and I said, it's a bad report. It's wind, baby. I said, don't you fear. I told you faith starts. The power starts. The power that he gave you starts the moment you release your faith. Just because you got some symptoms showing up, it doesn't mean the power's not working. The power's working. Yes, it is. Because God said he's in. And if you stay with the word, faith will just come. Yes, it will. It just comes. Oh, I shouted in the house the other day when I realized faith would just come. You can have as much faith as you want to. You can have faith to move sycamine trees. You can have faith to move mountains. You can have faith when nothing is impossible to you. 
and that you are always victorious because faith just comes when you listen to God. I told him, I told him, I said, don't you get afraid. I said, you take authority over the spirit of fear. You take authority over, over this person's body and you speak to it because you got authority to speak to it. And it'll do what you told it to do. Send. They called me back tonight. It was that night. Somebody say that night. That night. The same night. The same Something happened. Come on now. Come on now. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, both of them were medical reports, but one lined up with the word of God. It turned in the midnight hour. Just like it said, God turned it around. He turned it. turned it. Now I can go to sleep and they can go to sleep. And they can come in here and get a testimony because they ain't going to give it out to you. And then we can, sh then we can hang from the raptors. Now we can hang from the raptors. I'm going to let you pick it up because God going to bless you. Help me, praise God. Somebody said, I don't want to tell me yesterday, I want to come to your church because your church is born. <laughs> I hope your service ain't born. Might be when they come. No, it won't. <laughs> See, it takes time. See, some people think church is just about hooping and hollering. Now, I can kick it with the best of them. Oh, yes, I can. I can praise it with the best of them. But if all the church is is just a hollering and a shouting, and ain't nobody getting healed, let Corona come empty the whole thing out. Wipe the whole thing out. Y'all playing. Y'all playing up in there. That's what y'all doing. I ain't running from no Corona. I ain't running from no diseases. I ain't running from nothing. The Bible said, don't you be terrified of your adversary in nothing. Let me read this. He said this right here. And he, there arose a great tempest in the, in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves. And he was asleep, Jesus. And his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. Evidently, they feel in trouble. We perish. They didn't say he perished. We. Jesus could have woke up and said, oh my goodness, why didn't y'all wake me up sooner? You got to realize that it's real men in that boat and Jesus is a man. Now he's different than all the rest of them. He's born again. He's the son of God. He's God's son. He's not like everybody else. He's totally different. And he's not different just automatically, we say. The Bible said he took time out and studied the scriptures. It was his custom to come to the synagogue and read the scriptures. He was at the place of learning every time the learning was available. And he looked in the scriptures and found out who he was, what the authority he'd been given and what he was called to do. 
And then he believed it and he would talk about the anointing that was on his life. He, and it got people mad. When you start talking about what you anointed to do, people are going to get mad. Because they act like they ain't anointed to do nothing. He says this. He said unto them, why are ye fearful? Give me the reason why you scared. And then he gave them the reason. Oh, ye of little faith, you'll believe when everything looks good. You have the tendency to believe when the skies are clear, when it looked like you're going to make it, you believe. Then when pressure comes, you fold under the pressure. You wouldn't have got on the boat if you thought we was going to perish. You waited till the storm came. You waited till circumstance came up. And then you decided, you concluded from what it looked like, this is the end. You drew your own conclusion. See, faith knows its conclusion. And it doesn't change it because circumstance come up. We're going to have victory. We're going to win no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, we're going to win. That's what faith does. Then this is what he did. And he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. One translate. notice he spoke to the winds and he spoke to the sea. He spoke to it. Everything that was created was spoken to. And it came into creation based on how God spoke to it. Then he created man in his image and his likeness. And he said, man, you name everything. You speak to it. Then man disobeyed God and lost the authority to speak the things. And the devil took them up. So he sends four corners of winds to hit the corners of Job's house. He even went into the presence of God. I thought they threw him out. What is he doing back up there? No, the Bible said we saw you fall like light. We threw you out. What is he doing standing back up there with the sons of God, standing up there talking to God in the book of Job? He's inherited Adam's authority, wealth, and substance. The Bible said, whoever you yield your members to obey, you become his servant. That's why you should never do anything the devil tells you to do. And Adam yielded all his authority to Satan, even to access the presence of God. And God had to let him come back up there because Adam gave him the authority to do it. The Bible said the devil goes about seeking his roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Over in Matthew chapter 12, he said, he'll come to your house. And if nobody's in there going to take authority over that house, he says he'll go back in that house and claim it as his. He's after your stuff. The money you think is yours, he wants to call it his. He wants to say your family is his. Yeah, he said the house is mine. We want to control everybody in there. You ever heard of dysfunctional family? That means he's in there. And that's how the world describes it. And somebody's going to have to cast him out in the name of Jesus. Look what it says right here. He says, 
he rebuked the winds and the sea, and the great calm came, and, and, and there was a great calm. But men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? Now, what did they call him? Jesus is a man that happens to be the Son of God. You are a man or woman that happens to be the child of God. Amen. He's a man, just like you. And they marveled because they knew he was a man. But did no man do that? That's what's called a marvel. When men do things that others can't do, people marvel at them. My Bible says you were made for signs and wonders. Amen. Yes, you were. Yes, it does. Amen. I think it's Isaiah 8, 818. The children, Jesus said, the children you gave me. All of us are like this. We are for signs and wonders. <laughs> we came in here, anyway, we came in here, uh, Wednesday night, we had a healing line. And um, somebody, <laughs> I said this, because Dr. Jacobs laid hands on me. He said, Keith, now the healing anointing and the mantle that I walked in, it's coming on you. It's the first time I've ever done this. If you don't use your stuff, your stuff don't get used. Amen. I'm going to show you the Bible that Jesus said the works I do. You shall do also. Now, you ain't got to do them, but you got authority to do them. So Wednesday night was the first night I did that. I laid some hands on somebody for high blood pressure. They got home and checked it. And it moved from the high range straight to normal. Yeah, say hallelujah about that. Go on and give him some praise. For God had already said it, this house shall be known for healing the Lord. Now, that was the first time I ever said that. See, now you know what Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. You got to talk about the anointing on your life. You got to talk about the anointing on your life. You have to do that. You have to speak about the anointing on your own life. You got to say you're anointed to do certain things. He said, the men marvel, saying, what manner of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. So when it started blowing the other night, now see, if you ain't read this, you ain't going to know this. Yeah. Yeah. See, you got to do this. You got to get in this before the wind start blowing. Yeah. I got to go home. I feel like going home on y'all. Because you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this whether you do it or not. You're going to live any kind of way you want to. Yeah. Turn over here to Matthew. Come on, praise <laughs> The winds and the sea obey him. People say, and see, that's why they try to put Jesus in a different category than us. No, he in the same category. That's why he came as a man. He came to show you and me our ability if we would come back to God. You ain't got to be talking about we perishing. 
You're not perishable goods. Amen. He that doeth the will of the Lord shall abide forever. All right, go over here, John. I'm going to go home. I could have gave y'all 30 minutes and went home a long time ago. But I know 30 minutes ain't going to cause you to walk in no victory. Running you through like cattle. Ah! Praise God. The word makes me shout and scream. John chapter 14, 12. Verily, verily, I'm telling y'all, surely, surely, truly, truly. When somebody tell you verily, verily, you ought to be paying attention. He's trying to get your attention. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, I would say, you believe in him, you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You will not perish. The works that I do shall you do also. Now, I already know that's in now. All I got to do is see him do it. Now, you can't see it unless you read your Bible. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall, not might do. Now see, somebody got to either decide either Jesus is lying. I ain't got time to go to the scripture. Look at the, he said, this is the cup of the New Testament. I swear every word. I'm bound to every word I said. What was he doing coming into there? He was establishing a whole new agreement to live with us. This is the New Testament. I swear in my own blood that if you believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do also. You go in my name, you cast out devils. In my name, this is what you do. And whatever you asked, and declare in my name, I will do it. So I laid in bed the other night. <laughs> I didn't get up and yell and scream and walk all through my flow. That's entry level. You're trying to intimidate the devil. He's already scared. He's already scared. You didn't have to intimidate him. The Bible said he believes in tremor. He is already living in torment. And the torment and fear that people feel, they get in fear, that's how he live all the time. That's how he lived the whole time. And that's the only spirit he can give you. That's the only feeling he can give. He can never give love. He's incapable of it. All he can give is torment. He said, the works you should do also, and greater works than these. Because I'm going to the Father. And the Bible said when he got there, he brought many sons to glory. And it's God's plan to conform us to the very image of his son. 
So I didn't march all through my house and holler and scream and all that stuff and stay up 30 minutes. Because I don't see him doing it. He just said, peace, be still. Rebuked it and went on to sleep. Now, the dramatics, they can work, too, if you do it in faith. But I ain't trying to. You're trying to scare somebody. Because you scared yourself. Words are just words. You just got to do, you're just releasing words. Now, if that's where you are right now and your faith gone and do all that, make a show. Now, this is where you are. Because the words, it's going to obey the words. Jesus has said, peace, be still. So I just rolled over. I said, peace, be still. And I rolled over and went to sleep in the name of Jesus. Because that's what he did. Because that's what he said. Because I go to the Father. And he says this. He says, verse 21, he that have my commandments and keepeth them. He said, he that's got them. These things work for he that's got them. Not for him to come to church, he that's got it. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And then I figured out who loves God. People that got his word and they keep. Oh, I love the Lord. You know what? You're a trip. Because I read my Bible. I love the Lord too, but I don't do nothing he say. You are a Stone Age tripper. You don't come into church and dishonor the local church, talking about you love God. No, you don't. Because he's building this. I build my church. And if every effort is not to build his church, then you don't love him. And then if you're derogatory against it, you're an enemy. Why are you saying Jesus loves me? He says this right here. He that hath my commandments keep me is he that loveth me. He'll be loved, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. I said faith sees God. Real faith sees God. It don't see him absent in a stone. It sees him right there. It doesn't see him absent in a bad medical report. It sees him right there. We in this thing together. I turn over here to Luke chapter 17. I quoted this Wednesday night that things are supposed to listen to you. The wind, Jesus spoke to a tree, Luke 17. Luke 17, verse 5, this is my last passage of scripture. And the, apostles, and the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Now, faith can increase. 
Faith means you know the outcome of your life. Faith means you know the plan, and you ain't changing the plan because trouble comes. So increase our ability to hold on to the plan in spite of pressure. Don't let me change my destiny because of some pressure. Increase my faith. Increase my ability to hold on to me and what you've given me and what you've called me to do. Don't let me lose hope on my own life. Don't let me lose when I really can win in any situation. And Jesus said, and he said, and the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, if I just spoke one sentence to you, faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you had faith as a mustard seed, faith comes by hearing God's word. If, I, if you just got one sentence I gave you about your life, all of heaven is behind you bringing it to pass. So Peter just said, Lord, bid me to come on, on the water. Jesus said, come. So all of heaven. Begin to, lay a, 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 begin to lay a carpet road to him. Begin to make a way to him that he couldn't see. He wasn't standing on nothing. He was standing on substance of the word of God that allowed him to go to God. And when God gets word in your heart, fear leaves and you climb out of the boat and you leave everybody else in there. It'll make you leave the pack when you get the word of God. Just a mustard seed, just one sentence. If you will believe it, it'll cause you to step out of the crowd and distinguish you in your own generation. Amen. All you need is a sentence from me. Amen. Come. The Bible said he started walking on water. The Bible said the word of God is full of power. It has in it the ability to produce what it just said. The power's in it to produce what it just said. Now I'm giving you the power to say it. I'm giving, I'm giving you my words and they're going to work just like for you as they work for me. They're going to come out of you just like they come out of me. And I'm going to go with you confirming the word. I'm going to go with you because they're my words. You ain't got to make good on what I said. I know I let you say it, but I'm going to make good on what I let you say. Because it's still my word. The angels know it's still my word. Every demon knows it's still my word. So in my name, you cast out devils with my words that I gave you. And I'll go with you confirming the word. Which signs follow. Don't you back out on this because you got a bad report. This is about me. Yes. You back out on this because you got to back. It's about me. Yeah. Praise God, mama. <laughs> he said, if you had faith of a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, let's just pick out a tree. Could be winds. Could be a tornado. Let's just pick out a tree. It don't matter. It doesn't matter because of who you are. The Bible said a doer of the word looks into the mirror and sees what manner of man he is. But a hear looks in the sees what man, and then he forgets who he is. He forgets he's a das devil casting out, laying hands on the sick, walking on water. Nothing is impossible to him, believer. 
he forgets it. He forgets who he is. The worst place to forget who you are is in a storm. So I get the text. I know what they're doing, Pastor. Reassure to us we who we are. Somebody got to encourage you. You better have somebody. You better have somebody. You better have somebody to encourage you who you are. I'm not talking about people just talking. I'm talking about people to know who you are in the spirit. You rebuke that spirit of fear. You tell that spirit of fear where to go. I know what's happening over there. And you speak to that body in the name of Jesus because you got authority over it. And it will, not might, not might. And the power is already working. It starts working the moment you release your faith. And by faith and patience, you inherit the promises. And that night, yes, it did, it turned. problem is forgetting what man of man you are. If you forget you, how you going to be you? And you are not what anybody ever told you you are. The Bible said nobody knows the things of a man except the spirit of God is in that man. Nobody know who you are. He will not let flesh and blood tell you who you are. Who do men say that I am? They saying this. Who do you say that I am? The son of the living. Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. Don't let God tell you who you are. And the people he's anointed. That speak by the spirit of God. He says. You might say in this sick of mine. Be thou plucked up by the root. Be thou planted in the sea. It might. And I saw it. I preached it one day on honor. The Bible said he made God. He, God made man and crowned him with glory and honor. And put all of his creation under his hand. The Bible says in the book of Romans that the, that the creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The wind wants you to tell it to slow down. It's no, it's out of control. Somebody help me. It knows it's out of control. It just needs somebody to speak to it. Devil got a hold of this thing. And got everybody talking about this tornado season. Now it ain't even, it ain't even the season. You ain't supposed to be getting tornadoes in December. Santa Claus maybe, but not tornadoes. <laughs> said, we ain't never seen it like this before. I said, well, there's my message right there. Which of you... It is good. 
having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, say unto him, by and by, when he is come from the field, go sit down to meet. But rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me. The wind was meant to serve you. It meant to turn your windmills so you can produce energy, grind up your cornmeal, produce electricity. Wind was designed to serve you, not kill you, to move your sailboats, to cool you down. That's what it's meant to do. You don't have no fan in your house going a thousand miles an hour. Too much of anything is not good. Setting is fast enough. I know you got 120 on your, on your speed on but why? All things should be in moderation, including wind. And will not gather, saying unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. You got to know who the master is and who the servant is. Faith understands that. He says, doth he, thank, doth he thank that servant because he did the thing that was commanded, were commanded him? Things that serve you are to be commanded by you, not to destroy you. They are to be commanded by you. Even the winds obey his command. Command the sycamine tree. And it shall obey you because I created it to be a servant to you. You have to know who you are. Then he says this. Do thee thank the servant because he did the things which you commanded him? I trow thee not. Likewise, when ye shall have done all the things which commanded of you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is our duty to do. When you tell the wind a command, it is its duty to do what you said. It knows it's its duty. All creation is waiting on the manifestation, not just of men, but of the sons of God. And that's who you are. And that's who I am. And we have to get into the word and begin to do.